Welcome to Content Insiders, brought to you by Acrolinks, the AI-powered platform that eliminates content chaos and delivers strategy-aligned content at enterprise scale. For more information on Acrolinks, stay tuned until the end of the broadcast or visit us at www.acrolinks.com. In this episode of Content Insiders, Acrolinks CEO Volker Smith will speak with Beth Pollack, Senior Principal Information Development at Citrix. They'll talk about how content governance improves customer trust for Beth's company. Hey, good morning, Beth. Really appreciate you joining our little series of interviews on the topic of content. It's morning for you. It's late in the afternoon for me here in, in Germany, based out of Hamburg. My name is Volker Smith, uh, Chief Executive Officer of Acrolinks, and uh, really would like to welcome you for the interview today. Um, we will talk about many things, but why don't you introduce yourselves first before I have my first question, Beth? Thank you, Volker. Um, my name is Beth Pollock, and I am a Senior Principal Information Development at Citrix based in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, I'm responsible for the docs.citrix.com website and the tools that are used by our uh, authoring team for the technical documentation. All right. Well, that's a perfect segue to my first question, I believe. Um, I share a little story. Long before I joined, actually joined and had my first day at Aqualings, um, I was kind of preparing myself for the new company, the new opportunity. And I came across a piece of content that was actually produced by Accenture, Accenture Digital, uh, from a person called Donna Tuth that I actually talked to after that. And her piece of content was, and the headline was, content is effectively the water of a modern enterprise. She called it the H2O of a modern enterprise. And I looked at this headline for seconds and I said, that's the best summary of the state of the industry that I've ever seen. And in the content and the piece of content that she shared was the word and it's online available. Uh, she said, well, there's so many content owners in an enterprise that content is being owned by everybody and in essence by nobody. And if anything in an enterprise is owned by nobody, actually the chief executive officer is the owner of the content of the company, which is right. Whether he or she knows, that's a complete different story. So I believe that content, if it is the water of a modern enterprise, creates a ton of value, monetary value for an enterprise. But the definition of value can be very different. Um, if you create technical documentation, the perceived value of that content is different as if you would create marketing content. Marketing content is often counted as, oh, it creates traffic, it creates conversion, and so it adds up to my revenue. It's different in, in the technology side of the house. And then the chief, uh, chief compliance officer, she or he would say, well, content needs to be free of risk. I need to make sure that content does not contain any discriminatory language, and it needs to be gender neutral and it needs to be written passively so that we don't end up in litigation. And so that's just my view, joining Acrolinks just five months ago, reading through Donna's uh, view. Now, let me use that and hand it over to you. And maybe you have your very own and personal idea about what value of content means for you and for Citrix. Any examples that you can share? 
Yeah, that's a really uh, interesting idea, Volker, that uh, content is the water of an enterprise. Um, you know, a lot of organizations really are awash in content. And um, at Citrix, especially for the technical documentation, um, we, we work really hard to connect with our customers and to serve not only the existing customers, but uh, new and prospective customers. And one of the things that we work really hard at and that Acrolinks helps us with is making sure that we're not speaking in sort of a, a secret code or language um, that obfuscates uh, our product or its features. Uh, we want to make things much more accessible uh, to those new customers or less experienced folks. Um, and uh, that's one way that we can drive value for the company um, by making that learning curve uh, quite a bit less steep by, by bringing that down a lot. Um, we can help those people get up and running with our products much faster, which helps them make their companies more agile and uh, able to respond better. Um, that, that does provide a lot of additional value for the company um, that we can get those folks up and running quicker. Well, I, I think so too. Normally, the way people would measure that is uh, in user experience dimensions like uh, net promoter score or the relational net pro uh, promoter score in, in many cases. And I think the better the content is positioned and talks about the product in the right way, I think it helps to improve user experience. It helps to improve NPS and probably also helps to kind of improve the little things like trial conversion rates, uh, trial into a commercial customer. I think this is the lifeblood of every, of every software and technology business is once a trial is being converted, we are in business and then it was a successful user experience. So, and I think content plays a vital role in that user experience journey, doesn't it? Yes, definitely. We, we actually do measure the customer experience. Uh, one way we do that is with an annual survey where we measure customer satisfaction and customer effort score. And that's one of the reasons that we've really doubled down on our efforts with those uh, new customers, because uh, what we're finding is that people who have uh, more experience with our company and our products uh, are much more satisfied across the board. And the feedback that we've gotten in those surveys is that um, we really need to make things more accessible and more approachable. And uh, we are using Acrolinks to do that, like I said, um, to move away from that sort of secret language or mm -hmm. uh, insider's code to make things more accessible. Yeah. And I think I can relate to that every time I read a piece of documentation that is not meant to, for me as a user, I get slightly confused, I have to say, and that is normally a bad user experience. Um, now, I think you mentioned it, the word silo, I mentioned it before. Um, if content doesn't have ownership in an enterprise, it, there is a high degree of ownership in every 
let's say, department or silo, for lack of better words. So there's content being produced in marketing. There's content being produced in, on the technical side of the house. There's all kinds of content being produced everywhere. But rarely I see holistic content governance so that not only on the technical side, content is governed well, but also in marketing and on the legal side of the house. Um, maybe you can give some insight how your effort in trying to get other stakeholders into this remit of improving on co content governance um, has, has gone out. Um, have you had any success in that? Do you see some re resistance or some excitement reaching out to your stakeholders? We see both. Um, yes. <laughs> there's a little bit of resistance. Um, and funnily enough, I think that most of the objections are actually objections to the style guide itself. And Acrolinks gets blamed, but I think that, that you know, just like with the human editor, oftentimes people think that, that they know better than the editor or the style guide, and they yeah. disagree with that. Um, but we've also gotten a, a very positive response from a lot of people. Um, I've been working particularly with um, someone on our technical marketing team who manages uh, his own website that uses our publishing mechanism. And he's really grateful to have Acrolinks. He likes, uh, English is not his first language. His first language doesn't use articles. He likes that guidance uh, to know better how and where to place articles and which ones to use. Um, he also likes the fact that he gets more consistency and an authoritative um, uh, ruling on product names. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, when your product names are longer or you have many of them, uh, they can often take on slight variations. Uh, this helps everybody be consistent and call the products by the same names. Um, and he, in fact, insists that every piece of content that comes into his site is run through Acrolinks and meets our minimum score requirement. Ah, interesting. So, yeah, this is a, this is a high degree of link to, to marketing. It was from technical to, let's say, product marketing to marketing. That's in technology companies, that's, that's a shortcut almost, right? Because marketers market products and it has some degree of technical information in there. They normally add some marketing language into it <laughs> for sure, but you need consistency. So I like the story that you start in one place in the organization, but eventually going back to what Donna's main statement was that eventually I believe that organizations will end up in holistic content governance across the board. Um, I think in today's world, if I do the count alone, we have about 1.7 billion commercial websites up and running in the world. We have about 50 billion pieces of content that Google crawls every month to build up the index. Content has become the water of the economy and the normal mean of interchanging information between a user or an interested person or prospect and the enterprise. And I think if I just roll back, when I first lived in the US in 1999 and 2000, content has been in a very different shape, right? Today we have about 3.7 billion 
Google searches every day and every Google search is a search for content, right? And so I think Google has become the expert, at least on the ranking side. They are not always right, but there's so much focus on content right now that I believe that over time we will see holistic enterprise-wide content governance as much as an enterprise manages stock and stock rotation, right? I think eventually in five years from now, my vision is that similar to stock rotation, enterprises will look at content as an asset and will they will establish a value for content and they will follow the stock rotation for content in some words. Would you comply to that? Would, is that an idea that you would share or do you have a different view? No, I, I completely agree with that. We have to keep the content fresh and current, uh, particularly with software. Um, things evolve, technologies evolve, you have security concerns that come up and content that might have been uh, spot on five years ago for how to set up and secure a perimeter, you know, is probably completely wrong today. Yeah. So I, I think that idea of stock keeping is a really um, uh, good one. It's uh, a great analogy, that stock rotation, that you want to keep things fresh and uh, what your audience needs when they need it. You don't want to have a bunch of stuff sitting in the back that's no good anymore. Yeah, everybody who has like vegetables on stock, they make sure that stock is not outdated, right? <laughs> and I think we have a ton of content sitting on the shelf where actually without content governance, nobody knows that it is outdated. And it, 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 at least it's a risk of a bad user experience. It can link into, a, let's say, a legal risk of some degree or yes. at minimum create some sort of confusion. Right. Also product life cycles, that's another observation that I have. Product life cycles everywhere has shortened. Like um, in the good old software days, you probably had like two releases every year. Now that's completely different today. You probably have daily releases. So to cope with the actuality of content, has gotten dramatically more complex over time. Uh, we can speak to it, we are a software company, but even a car manufacturer, the amount of variations that you have today to kind of configure your car, the product variants just gotten through the roof and the documentation has difficulties to, to keep up with all of that. Yes. So I think uh, we, we are all in a very complex, very dynamic business, but probably also just at a starting point, I would love to see this industry being at a point in five years from now that they talk about content as an asset, content sitting on the stock. We have to make sure it's actual and it's not like treated like an outdated piece of vegetable. That would be my dream. Yes. <laughs> Mine too. All right. Well, Beth, I think I'm at the end of my questions. Uh, do you have a question for me? I, I don't no? actually. <laughs> All right. If not, I would really say thank you to you for your time today um, and your effort in, in this interchange. And actually, I would have loved to see you and meet you in person during Content Connection. Unfortunately, this year, we have a different circumstance that prevents us all from traveling. But at some point, I would really like uh, to introduce myself personally uh, to you and uh, again to Citrix. 
and being able to listen uh, in, more, in more detail to your ideas and thoughts and what I can learn from you. But for today, I would like to thank you for your contribution, your effort to be part of this interview series. Thank you, Beth. Thank you, Volker. I'm happy to be here. Meet Peter Page. He's just your average piece of enterprise content, ready to engage, educate, and convert your target audience. But in the process of getting to your audience, your content has to pass through different teams and layers of approval. If your enterprise doesn't have a practice of active content governance, things can get messy. Content chaos happens when your content has a different style, tone or terminology depending on who writes it and where it is written. Maybe your content lacks a native level fluency or different teams use different words and phrases to describe your product to consumers. Content chaos slows down your content release schedule, impacts your budget, your brand awareness and your revenue. That's where Acrolinks comes in. Our platform captures the way your enterprise communicates, aligns your content with your guidelines and analyzes the performance of your entire content operation. We're an AI-powered platform that solves content chaos and delivers strategy-aligned content at scale. It supports development and product teams to write fluent, simple documentation and UI strings with maximum efficiency. Helps your marketing teams write consistent, engaging content for different target audiences across different channels. And gives customer success teams more time to create knowledge articles and support content that customers can find and understand. Using the power of active content governance, Acrolinks manages content chaos so clear content gets to the right audience faster. Unify your content creators, experience efficient content creation at scale and deliver better content faster with Acrolinks. Contact us at www.acrolinks.com